Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the program today. Uh, This program is uh, not only here on American Family Radio, uh, we're also podcasted on all the podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, uh, so you can listen to us uh, anywhere at any time. And we just finished this week two wonderful events in the state of Alabama. We were uh, near the University of South Alabama at Cottage Hill Baptist Church for a night to honor the Jewish people in Israel. And then we were up at Auburn University uh, at Lakeview Baptist Church uh, in a night to honor the Jewish people in Israel. And Coach Pearl, uh, head men's basketball coach for the Auburn Tigers in Auburn University, was our special guest speaker. Uh, We had the rabbis from both communities. Uh, The pastor spoke. Uh, lots of speakers from uh, the universities in the area speaking about uh, the Jewish people and anti-Semitism and the Christians' responsibility to honor Israel and the Jewish people themselves. And so our next move, we're moving into Louisiana, will be near LSU, and Coach Dale Brown will be the speaker. And so we'll let you know when that event's going to take place soon. And what we're about Israel Team Advocates Uh, We're not just political. We're not just Zionists that support the state of Israel and the regathering of of the Jewish people back to their own land. We're also relational, and we love the Jewish people. And as Christians, we are called to love the Jewish people and the nation of Israel. And the dilemma for many Christians today, and we're talking about uh, the issue of blessing on last week's program, and today we're going to we're going to concentrate on the issue of blessing the Jewish people and blessing Israel, and what's what's that all about? Well, your Bible prophecy, eschatology, understanding, everybody has like a different view, and the Bible talks about the ripening of the fig tree, and this is found in Luke chapter twenty-one, verse twenty-four, and it says, "Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot." by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles is fulfilled. And so many people relate that to 1967, the Six-Day War, when uh, Jerusalem was back in the hands of the Jewish people after many, many long years of, of not occupying Jerusalem. And so Jesus says, Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. And then verse 29 of Luke chapter 21, Jesus says, and he told them a parable, look at the fig tree. And fig tree, of course, always represents Israel. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they come out in leaf, you see for yourselves and know that the summer is already here. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all this has taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So many Bible 
Students will say, well, that was in 1948. The ripening of the fig tree happened when Israel became a nation in 1948. Uh, Some people point to 1967 when Jerusalem was back into Israeli hands after many, many years. And so some will say, you know, this is the generation will not pass away. The generation from 1948, some say the generation from 1967 will not pass away until they see the coming of the Son of Man. And so depending on what your view is on uh, the rapture of the church, the coming of Jesus, uh, Israel is the prophetic timepiece of the end time puzzle. And your view may be the church is going to be raptured in prior to the tribulation. Some teach that it's mid-trib, some pe- teach that it's post-trib. But I say that, you know, all of them are great theories. We don't know. It could be morning. It could be night. It could be noon. No one knows the day or the hour, Jesus said. And the New Testament, I believe, just simply teaches, be prepared. Come what may. It could be morning, night, or noon. Have your lamps trimmed and be ready for the coming of the Lord. So whatever your end time beliefs are, one thing is for certain. Israel, Jerusalem is at the center of God's end time puzzle. But here is the dilemma for Christians. We're quick to love the state of Israel because of its significance in Bible prophecy. But historically, we're not so motivated as Christians to love the Jews. But you can't separate Jews from Israel. It's, it's one of the same. In Genesis 12, uh, chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, it's the covenant that God made with Abraham. And here's what God says. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So in this covenant that God makes with Abraham, he makes several promises. One is a land promise. I'm bringing you into your own land. It's an everlasting covenant that this land will belong to Abraham's descendants, through Isaac, this will be their land uh, eternally. It's a prophetic promise that this land belongs to the Jewish people forever and ever. And then God promises Abraham and his blood descendants through Isaac, peoplehood. I'm going to make you into a, a great nation, a great nation of people. And then he promises them a national identity, a promise of a great nation. So all those are, are wrapped up in the Abrahamic covenant. He also promises them that through you, I'm going to bless all the families of the earth. So there's going to be a blessing through uh, the blood descendants of Abraham through Isaac, and there's going to be a blessing upon them. So my blessing will be through you, and my blessing will be upon you. I'll give you a land, and I'll make you into a, a great nation. I'll give you a peoplehood. And so you can't separate the people from the land. It's it's one covenant that God speaks to Abraham's descendants through Isaac, the Jewish people, and he says to them, I'm going to make you a great people. Uh, you're going to be numerous as the sand in the sea, and I'm going to bring you into your own land. And then God says, I will bless those who bless you. Who, who are we to bless? 
not only the seed of Abraham through Isaac, but the nation and the land of Israel. We're to bless the land and we are to bless the people of the land. And so instead of blessing uh, the people of Israel, the nations around the earth have cursed uh, the, the Jewish people for millennia. And it's interesting when God says this in Genesis 12, 3, I will bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. Uh, God uses two different words for curse. Uh, I will arar those who kalel you. And both are translated curse, but in Hebrew, there's two different words. I will arar those, the word curse, but in Hebrew, arar, it means fruitless. So I will cause to be fruitless those who curse you. And the second word for curse there is the Hebrew word kalel, which means contempt. So what God's saying is whoever belittles the Jewish people, whoever shows them contempt, whoever sees them as a second-class people and shows contemptible words towards them, I will cause them to be fruitless. And so the issue of the church today is the issue of loving and blessing not only Israel, but the Jewish people that not only live in Israel, but around the world. And may we not fall prey to just blessing and loving the land of Israel, but showing contempt for the Jewish people. And so for me personally, I'm a Zionist. I believe uh, that God is drawing his people back from the four corners of the earth uh, to the land of Israel. And when you go to Israel and travel there, I know that American Family Association does wonderful tours to Israel. I encourage you to jump on those tours because it's a life-changing experience. Uh, but when you get there, you'll, you'll meet Jewish people from all over the world. I was walking one day with my wife, along the beach, uh, along the Mediterranean in uh, the city of Caesarea. And there was a couple there walking their dog and they had a Scottish accent. And, and I said, you know, obviously from Scotland and how long have you been in the land? They said, you know, we're, we're Jews and we're from Scotland, but somehow we just feel like we're supposed to be here. We just moved to the land of Israel. And you'll find that all over the land of Israel, you'll find uh, Jewish people that have moved from, from Spain and Mexico and Portugal and Russia. All over the world, God is drawing his people. So I, I believe that we're living definitely, definitely in very prophetic times. And Israel is God's prophetic timepiece. But at the same time, I love and cherish my Jewish neighbors. I just don't love the land. I love the people of the land. And Paul the Apostle said in Romans eleven twenty eight through 29, they are beloved for the sake of their fathers. He's speaking of the Jewish people. They are beloved for the sake of their fathers, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. And so for the sake of of the fathers, we're called to love our Jewish neighbors, those that live in community with us, around us. We're called to support them, honor them, love them. And so in these two events that we just finished in the state of Alabama, that's what we did. We invited the Jewish community. Uh, our, our pastors were there in the pulpit talking about the love of the Jewish community. The rabbi spoke. One rabbi even brought his guitar and, and sang in Hebrew. It was just a, a beautiful molding of hearts and honoring uh, the Jewish community. And there's a wonderful scripture in, in Genesis chapter 9, and you might remember the story. 
It's when uh, the sons of Noah, Noah became drunk. He planted a vineyard after the flood and he became drunk and he was in his tent. And uh, uh, one of his sons went into the tent and he saw his naked father. His name was Ham, the son of uh, Noah. And he went out to his other brothers, Shem and Japheth, and he said, hey, Dad's in there drunk, and so he dishonored his father. And so Shem and Japheth, they got a blanket, and they backed into the tent so they wouldn't see their father's nakedness, and they covered him with the blanket and honored their father. And when Noah came out of the tent, he said this, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem. So Noah saw something prophetically in Shem, his son. And so, of course, Shem became uh, the Semites, the Shemites, the, the descendants of uh, they were the, the Jewish people through, through Abraham. And so he said, blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem. He saw something spiritually significant in Shem, and he prophesied over him. And then he said, may God enlarge Japheth. So Japheth became, in Genesis 10, the Gentile nations. Japheth represented the nations of the earth. May God enlarge Japheth, and that's what's happened. The, the nations of the earth have increased, they've enlarged, they've spread all over the planet. May God enlarge Japheth and let him dwell in the tents of Shem. What's, God's, what's Noah saying there? There's something spiritually significant about the Semites. Uh, who will throw, through Shem will come the, the spiritual line. And so that was the Jewish people, the Semites. And Japheth will dwell under the tents of Shem. Japheth will come and come under that spiritual covering that the Jewish people will provide. And that's what's happened because Paul the Apostle in Romans 9, 10, 11, he says, through the Jewish people have come the promises, the covenants, the word of God. Think of it. They they, uh, the scribes, the Jewish scribes, they, they wrote the scriptures and protected the scriptures uh, year after year after year after year so that we can have the scriptures today. Thank God for the Jewish people that through them came the fathers, the promises, the covenants, the word. And ultimately, as Christians, we believe that through the Jewish people came the Jewish Messiah. And so we honor uh, the Jewish people today because of the forefathers. And we come under that Hebraic tent. We come under this the spiritual root system. Paul the Apostle in Romans 9 to 11 says to the Gentile nations, welcome to the commonwealth of Israel. Uh, the nations have been grafted in to Israel, the fig tree. We've been grafted in uh, to this wonderful root system going all the way back to Abraham. Galatians 3 says that because of this, all the blessings of Abraham have come upon the Gentiles who believe. So we'll catch this on the other side, but right now we're going to hear a special message from Coach Bruce Pearl from Auburn University, the coach of the Auburn Tigers. When we have religious intolerance or racial intolerance, and it creates the, the problems that create, it just break God's heart, it breaks his heart. We're all his children. And so we've got to find a way to celebrate the things that we share in common. And that's our Father God. And then respect the differences that we have and how we pray and how we observe. And I know as a basketball coach, um, my job is to bring teams together and to bring people together. And anti-Semitism or racism or these other ignorances uh, just divide us. 
The Jews have been an easy target, and unfortunately, we've seen many, many people that just remain silent when anti-Semitism was was uh, apparent, and it will lead to uh, it's the Jews now. It'll be somebody else tomorrow, and we can't let that happen. If I'm in a group of four or five guys, and one of those guys is talking about somebody that we know, and he's being really negative, really critical, all right, to the point where he's maybe stepping over the line. If I don't step in and say something, hold on a second, listen, you are, I respect your opinion, you're a talented, I just want you to know I don't agree with you. I disagree. I think he is much better than that. I'm not trying to start a fight because if I remain silent, well, then the other four of us that were sitting there listening, we all must agree. And I don't agree. We can't be silent. We can't be silent. And I think especially the Jewish people who have been on the receiving end of uh, the Holocaust and on the receiving end of, of uh, a lot of hatred can't remain silent when anybody is attacked and persecuted and, and prejudiced against. And so that's kind of what, what we're trying to do. And that's why we're um, working with, with, with Aaron, trying to help him in his, in his ministry. Thank you, Coach Pearl, for standing with Israel Team. And if you'd like to help Israel Team in our mission, you can go to IsraelTeam.org to the donate section and stand with us today. That's IsraelTeam.org. This is Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back. And that was a great message from Coach Bruce Pearl. Uh, Coach Pearl serves on our board, and we're working together in order to get this message out uh, to college campuses all around the country. Israel Team Advocates is a nonprofit organization, and we work uh, on or near college campuses to influence uh, the millennial generation especially on evangelical college campuses where we're seeing this huge drop-off in support of not only Israel but of the Jewish people. Anti-Semitism is rising on campuses all across America. Uh, replacement theology, which teaches that God has rejected the Jewish people and rejected Israel, is once again vogue on evangelical college campuses. So you can help us by going to israelteam.org and you can donate to our work on college campuses. And uh, why is it important uh, to bless Israel? Well, in the scriptures, there was Roman centurion in uh, Luke chapter 7 that his servant became sick, and the Jewish people came to Jesus and said to him, uh, when they came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly, saying, he is worthy to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he is the one who built us our synagogue. That's Luke chapter 7, verse 4 through 5. And the Bible says Jesus went immediately, and he healed a man's servant. Jesus responded. And so when we bless Israel and we bless the Jewish people, there's a blessing that comes our way. Uh, God says to Abraham in Genesis 3, we just saw it in the scripture, I will bless those who bless you. I'll, I'll cause them to be fruitful, those that will bless you and speak good words towards you. And so it's really important this time that we help millennials especially understand their call biblically uh, and their relationship biblically to the Jewish people, to the nation of Israel. And we don't want to see them turn away from the Jewish people because we're losing a generation. And that's, that's my heartbeat. And so within 10 years, evangelicalism will be anti-Israel if we continue on the same uh, track and the same pattern of uh, young people that are, are not grasping this truth. And so that's what Israel Team does. We help them through 
presentations and seminars and uh, help them understand their relationship to the Jewish people in Israel. And so you can go to israelteam.org uh, to the donate section and you can, you can help us today in this mission. So we're looking at the, our responsibility to come under this wonderful Hebraic root system that we have in the scriptures. Uh, Paul tells us in Galatians chapter 3 that uh, all the blessings of Abraham have come upon the Gentiles who believe. And so Gentiles from the nations that have been engrafted in to the vine, to the, to the fig tree Israel, uh, we, we reap the blessings of Abraham. And there's an old saying that says, those who cannot remember the past are bound to repeat it. So where are we? Right now, in regards to prophetic history, I think we're back in 1935, because at that time, Germany was rising up in reckless abandon against the Jewish citizens of Germany. Remember in, in 1938, the, the night of Kristallnacht, when uh, the German youth, and again, uh, Hitler worked with youth, the first thing that he did is they took over the colleges and began to teach Nazi principles and threw out all the Jewish professors and only had professors that would teach uh, Nazi principles within the collegiate environment. And so those who can't understand the past or remember the past are bound to repeat it. And so in 1935, Germany was probably the strongest evangelical country in the world. The great hymns of the church came out of Germany. Uh, the theologians, the great ones, came out of Germany. 60% of the uh, Germans were, were Protestant, 40% were Catholic. And so the question is, who murdered uh, the Jewish people? Who poured the gas into the gas chamber? It was baptized Christians. And you might say, well, they w were only Christians in name only. But they went to church on Sunday morning. They taught their children uh, Bible scriptures. They also despised Jews. There was rampant anti-Semitism growing uh, in the churches probably 30 years prior to Hitler's rise to power. And there was two prevailing theologies uh, during the Nazi reign of terror. And the first theology was replacement theology. Churches were teaching that for probably 20, 30 years prior to Hitler, that uh, the the church has replaced Israel, the Christians have replaced the Jews, and that God no longer loves the Jewish people. That was being taught for really a couple thousand years, but in Germany very strongly 25, 30 years prior to Hitler's rise to power. The other theology was what the Nazis called positive Christianity. It was repackaged Marsonianism back from the Middle Ages. And this uh, heresy taught that we need to unplug from the Old Testament all the Jewish values and Jewish principles of uh, following God and walking in God's commandment from the Old Testament. We need to reject those principles. And so those were the two prevailing theologies in Nazi Germany. It was being taught in seminaries. It was being taught in churches. Positive Christianity had thrown out the Old Testament scriptures. So what is happening today in America? The same two theologies are, are very strong in America. We don't call it positive Christianity like the Germans did. We call it progressive Christianity. One major pastor in Atlanta, Georgia, recently came out and said, we need to unplug from the Old Testament. He also said, we need to unplug from all Jewish values 
from the scriptures. He's rejecting the commandments of God. And he said, we no longer have to practice the Ten Commandments. There's 30,000 millennials in this man's church. And so uh, uh, progressive Christianity is sweeping America today. Also, replacement theology is once again vogue in our seminaries and Bible schools all across America. And so we're in a very dangerous place. And those that don't remember the past are bound to repeat the past. So that's why Israel team does what it does. It goes to college campuses to try to right a wrong and and uh, push back against this growing tide of anti-Israelism and anti-Semitism that's growing in evangelicalism. And so Abraham passed down the, the covenant blessings of God in part through verbal blessing. He he blessed his children, children uh, blessed their children. And so in, in the Holocaust, think about this, more than 6 million Jews died in the Holocaust, radically diminishing the Jewish race. Yet through Jews, they make up just one-fourth of 1% one of the world's population. They have supplied 15% of the Nobel Prize uh, Peace Prize winners since 1899. What is happening there? Well, they're fulfilling what God said in Genesis 12, 3. Through you, the descendants of Abraham, the blood descendants through Isaac, I will bless all the families of the earth. And so we honor the Jewish people, not only because of the forefathers, but we honor and bless them because of the spiritual roots of Abraham they provided for us. We come under that uh, the tent of Shem, and how do you get into a tent? You have to bow down. And so it's an honor and a respect that we need to have towards our Jewish friends. In his book, What the Church Owes the Jew, Leslie Flynn writes this, If an anti-Semite decided to boycott all the tests and cures discovered by the Jews, he would certainly open himself up to a host of serious diseases. Besides refusing Jonas Salk's polio vaccine, he would also decline the polio pill by Dr. Alban Sabin, the test to fight diphtheria invented by Bela Sheck, the diet regime by Joseph Goldberger, which has fought uh, pellagra to a standstill, blood transfusions made possible by the work of Dr. E.J. Cohen of Harvard, the Wasserman test for syphilis and vaccin vaccination for hepatitis discovered by Baruch Bloomberg, streptisamine discovered by Dr. Selbin Abraham Waxman as an antibiotic, and so on and so on and so on. And so let's also not forget that the foundation of Western law is the Ten Commandments. The young American colonies based their rule of law on the Old Testament, and the Declaration of Independence and Bill of Rights were drawn from the natural law of the uh, Noatic Covenant. Whatever you turn, whenever you turn on a light switch, you can thank Charles Steinmetz, a Jewish scientist who developed a concept called the utilization of electricity. If you are in the armed services and deployed on a mission that requires a helicopter, you can thank the Jew, Emily Berlinger. When you boot up your computer, you can thank Norbert Weiner, a mathematician who developed cybernetics. If you are a physics student and you get stumped answering a problem, you can thank Albert Einstein. You can also thank Albert Einstein for his help in developing the television. If your city is powered by nuclear energy, you can thank Lisa Metner, Enrico Fermi, and Robert Oppenheimer. 
The next time you drive your car, you can thank Siegfried Marcus, who developed the internal combustion engine. And so the Jews have been a blessing uh, to the entire world. And so today we bless them. We speak words of blessing over them. According to Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, we don't just bless the land of Israel. We bless the Jewish people. So I encourage you to reach out to your Jewish neighbors and bless them today. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.